Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. It's a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of 1 Corinthians. Today is episode 404, looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 1 through 6. Let's read our passage. If any of you has a dispute against another, how dare you take it to court before the unrighteous and not before the saints? Or don't you know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world is judged by you, Are you unworthy to judge trivial cases? Don't you know that we will judge angels? How much more matters of this life? If you have such matters, do you appoint as your judges those who have no standing in the church? Say this to your shame. Can it be that there is not one wise person among you who is able to arbitrate between fellow believers? Instead, brother goes to court against brother, and that before unbelievers. This is Paul's first letter to the Corinthian church, written from Ephesus, about five years after the founding of the church, and Paul is on his third missionary journey. He's received word of problems in the church. He's received questions from the church. And so this letter is addressing some of the problems he knows about and answering some of the questions that have been given to him. So he talked last time about this idea of judging, and that is that there was sexual immorality in the church. The church wouldn't do anything about it. And he commanded them. He says, you've got to do something about it. You've got to throw the wicked man out because he is polluting the church. He talked about the the image of leaven. A little bit of leaven leavens the whole batch of dough. And such it is with sin. You know, deal with sin, it's going to corrupt everything. And he made the point that It's not up to you to judge outsiders, but it's up to you to make judgments within the church. God will take care of judging outsiders. Now he's kind of following that same line of judgments within the church as we start chapter 6. Verse 1, he says, If any of you has a dispute against another, how dare you take it to court before the unrighteous and not before the saints? It's fairly strong language here. He is aghast. So has the dispute. He doesn't say exactly what the dispute is, and the point is it doesn't matter. Has some kind of disagreement in the the line of a legal disagreement. One man says another man has defrauded him. When we deal with such things, we go to court to solve it. What Paul's saying here is, no, you don't do that. You don't take your differences between each other, your issues between each other, and take it to unbelievers to make judgments. Says, how dare you take it to court before the unrighteous and not before the saints? Now, I've mentioned it before, but just make sure it's clear. When he says saints, what he means is believers. Saints is just translation of the word holy ones. The same root word is sanctified, which means to make holy. Who are the holy ones? Those who've been forgiven of their sin through the blood of Jesus Christ. Saints are believers. It's not a special class of believers. Anyone who is a follower of Christ, anyone who has been forgiven of their sins and adopted by God is a saint. And saints is just saying of the holy ones. So his challenge to him is you've got some kind of disagreement between two believers It should be solved by believers within the church, not taken to 
worldly courts. In verse 2, he says, Or don't you know that the saints will judge the world? I didn't expand on this, so we can't make too much of this other than it's just a statement. You may say, isn't this a contradiction of what he just said about God's the one that judges the world? We, we only judge within the church. Well, he's talking here about God's final judgment on the world. And somehow believers have a role in that. It's not spelled out well. And so don't make any more of it than this, because you don't really have much more to go on. In the book of Daniel, Daniel 7.22 says, Judgment was given to the saints of the Most High. There's some uh, apocalyptic literature out of the Qumran community, like First Enoch, which says some similar kind of things. But we don't really have any details, so you can't make any more details of it. But his point being, when God makes his final judgment on the world, you guys have a hand in that. So you think you can handle a disagreement between two brothers? He goes on, and if the world is judged by you, are you unworthy to judge trivial cases? Point being, if you're going to make judgments dealing with eternity at the end of the world, you're not qualified to judge two guys who are having a fight over a boundary line of offense or something like that. Verse 3 says that, don't you know that we will judge angels? How much more matters of this life? And again here, this, so we'll judge angels. A lot of people focus on that. He's just using that as an example. We don't have any more details on this. Second Peter 2.4 talks about fallen angels that are held for judgment. Is that what he's referring to? Maybe. We don't know. The whole point here is, at the end, when God is wrapping things up, we've got a role there, an important role. And if we can do that, certainly we can deal with trivial matters in the church, trivial matters of the life here and now. Verse 4, so if you have such matters, do you appoint as your judges those who have no standing in the church? He's going on, he's hitting it again here. Okay, you, you've got issues. Yeah, you've got issues. We've all got issues. You're going to unbelievers asking them to make judgments of morality and ethics and right and wrong, those who don't have the Holy Spirit. In verse 5, he says, I say this to your shame. Now, back in 4.14, he says, I'm not saying this to shame you. Although, though, as we said, if they were actually reading it, they should be ashamed. Here, Paul says, yes, I am writing this to shame you. It goes off the strong language of verse 1. How dare you? You should be ashamed. Yeah, I am saying this to shame you. Can it be there's not one wise person among you who's able to arbitrate between fellow believers? And uh, those the wise person, this is a, a dig because they're so proud of their wisdom. They're each puffing themselves up of being wiser than the other person, that they're so wise and he says, you're so wise, but you can't even figure out this kind of stuff. Verse 6, instead, brother goes to court against brother, and that before unbelievers. That's not the end of it. Next time we'll go on to some of the moral implications of this, some practical applications for life. But his point here is, believers should not be taking their differences to worldly courts. 
Instead, should be going to the church to make arbitration between believers. We don't see this much in our time. Uh, we're quick to go to court to solve things, and even challenges uh, within the church as far as who owns the church building and things like that. It's time going to court or employees being wrongfully terminated, taken into court. We're very quick to go to court as our recourse, and you just don't see this being dealt with in churches generally. It is some places, but that's unusual. And you wonder why. Is it because we don't believe that there's anyone capable of making a, an assessment, an honest answer to this? If I hired someone from the church to come and do yard work, and they didn't do it to my satisfaction, and I refused to pay him, and he then says, well, you should pay me. And so we have a disagreement. The way it works generally is we run to court. Why wouldn't we take it to the church and ask people in the church to make an assessment of this? I think it's a variety of reasons. One, we have a fairly low view of church. We don't see church the way Paul saw church. And we don't see the authority of the church. That's something people push back against, particularly in our society, is the authority of the church. And when a church comes together and speaks, it speaks with authority. We don't recognize the authority of church leaders. So a lot of it is we don't recognize the authority. Paul's position here is don't take your disagreements within the church to people outside the church to make judgments on. People within the church are perfect, not just perfectly capable of this. It's the right thing to do. And it breaks the unity of the church to ask unbelievers to step in between relationships between believers to make judgments about what is right. Paul's outraged at this. He's outraged at the people who are doing it. That's up in verse 1. How dare you go to court over this? But then the rest of this, he's outraged with the church, much as he is with the sinful man who's sleeping with his father's wife. He's outraged that the church is allowing this to happen. The church is not stepping up. The church is incompetent in this response of dealing with this. Of Gosh, we, we don't know what to do. Yeah, make a judgment on this. This isn't hard. Make it a matter of prayer and make a judgment. And we should be willing to live with judgments made by people in the church because if they are doing it prayerfully, they're looking for a just judgment. And we should be more than willing to live with a just judgment. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through 1 Corinthians.